Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? We've got Masters Week upon us, and there's just so much excitement, as there should be, right, uh, with Augusta. This is just one of the absolute best weeks of the year. I did an interview with Brennan Little, and this is who we have on the pod this week. Brennan Little is the caddy for Gary Woodland right now. He caddied for the winning player there, uh, Mike Weir, in 2003. So he has some amazing experience at Augusta National. And so what I'm saying here is that this guy's been out there 15, 16 times and he loves the place. I interviewed him last year for a short interview on Augusta, and this guy just was an encyclopedia, and he loves the place. And so I thought, you know what? Let's do a pod. You guys deserve to hear more from the amazing, what could be a book writer on Augusta. I mean, this guy could write probably 10 books. He knows the place so well as he takes us through each hole and the challenges of each hole and basically what it feels like to be out there. How do you keep a player calm on a course like that? And understandably, it comes with time, right? But this guy is is a true pro's pro. He's a veteran, and there's just so much insight you're going to pick up from Brennan Little here. Butchie, as they call him on the PGA Tour. A caddy for Gary Woodland out here. Caddy to the Masters for Sean O'Hare, Camille Vigegas. And also, yes, Mike Weir for that win. And remember what he did after that, that night. I think Mike was with media or or sometime after that in the evening. And he's a a lefty. He went out there and uh, he played played the first hole. (laughs) Just what a story that is. What a cool thing that is for, uh, for Brennan Little to do that. So this guy is just, there's so many great things you're going to learn just by listening to the next 30 minutes here about Augusta and how hard it is really on the ground, inside the ropes, how the challenge matches up to to what we see on TV. What is it really like? And that's what I want you to get out of this podcast for this week. Check out also EncoreGolf.com. They've got some amazing deals on golf balls. The Vero X one I've used recently. It's a true quality ball. And it is great around the greens, great with distance. I love that combination that they bring to the table. So EncoreGolf.com. You can use my promo code B, the letter B, Clubhouse, and get 10% off on their online ordering. So check them out, EncoreGolf.com. Let's get to it here. Brennan Little on Beyond the Clubhouse. And you're also going to hear this written word. Uh, I'm going to write a story here for GolfMonthly.com. Check that out this week as well for Masters Week. (laughs) How to win the Masters with Brennan Little. All over golfmonthly.com. They do a great job on their digital team, and you're going to love their content as well. So, I'm going to write this story. You'll be able to read it. Some of the best of the best uh, on golfmonthly.com this week. But let's get to it. Brennan Little here on Beyond the Clubhouse. Well, please be joined by my next guest here on Beyond the Clubhouse podcast. I've got Brennan Little. He's known as Butchie out there on the PGA Tour caddy, longtime caddy, and he's caddying for Gary Woodland these days. But Butchie, how you doing, man? What's happening? Uh, not too much. Doing well. Just hanging out in the hotel room here in Tampa, living the dream. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You're, well, you're so used to the Florida swing, getting ready. Everything leads, all roads lead to Augusta. So I'm curious, as a guy who has caddied in 
17 to 18 different masters in the past. What is the key, I guess, as a caddy? What are the cha- the toughest challenges to, to caddying at that golf course and managing that? I, I think definitely the – well, Augusta's just tough all around, but the, the, the key is getting it in the right spots around the greens. Um, and, and really the challenge of the wind. If, it's, if the wind's blowing, it tends to swirl a lot in the trees – um, you know, off the tee nowadays, it's gotten a lot more difficult. You actually have to drive it a lot better. There's a little bit of rough, but really the key to Augusta is, is getting in it on the green in the right spots. Or if you're going to miss it, miss the greens, you got to hit them in the right spots there too, because then you can get it up and down. You short side yourself at Augusta and it's bogey. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of managing. It's, it's really the ultimate in managing from a player standpoint or a caddy standpoint of managing your game is what it is. I mean, you have to be sharp in all aspects, but you really have to, to, to be smart where you hit it. And wh- how does that come into play with the player and caddy relationship, figuring out, okay, this is where we can hit it. That's safe. You know, you do, how much do you lean on your experience when you have a less experienced player there? Yeah, I've always been, um, obviously my first few years when I, when Mike and I were there for our first, first few times, you know, we kept, we'd play it so many times. The good thing about Augusta is, or playing a major like Augusta is that it's the same course every year. So unlike the other majors where you're playing new golf courses, it's a little more difficult. Um, I can pretty much tell you, you know, where to hit it at Augusta and where not to. I can't always guarantee that, you know, we're going to do that. And generally sometimes we'll hit it in bad spots, but you know, even between Gary and I, I mean, once you play, once you've been, I've been around that place a hundred times. So, you know, I, I know the spots to hit it, not to hit it. Now it's just a matter of, of doing that. But it, it's great to know a golf course and be around it so many times that you, you can, you know, you can just, I, I can tell you now without basically a yardage book. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And we can kind of go through a few holes right now. Like when you talk about without a yardage book, take number one, for example, right? You're driving okay. up the hill. I mean, give us an idea of how you would caddy number one. Uh, number one's generally a driver. Um, it all depends. If you can carry the bunker on the right, it's definitely driver. Sometimes you can hit three wood. Um, the front of the bunker on the right, if you get it all the way up in the lip, isn't very good. And nowadays, left isn't that good either because the trees are, there's a lot more trees over there. Uh, in the green, you, you know, there's, there's three or four, there's four or five pins there. They'll, they'll put it back right, back left. You generally want to be below those two holes because when it gets over the green, it rolls down, you know, away from you and they're really tough chips. Yeah. The yeah. tough pin there is kind of that front left one, 12 and four left past the hole is super, super fast, but you know, you keep, you don't really want to be in the front bunker. If you keep it out to the right, there's a chance it can run back off the green. So, you know, back, right, you keep it short of the hole back left keep it a little right of the hole. The left side of that green kind of runs hard left. So you're kind of playing it back middle for those two pins. The one on the right, you can be a little more aggressive on the shelf. The one on the left, like I say, is the hardest one. I mean, you kind of want to get it pin high. Uh, You get it past the hole. It's, you know, you're going to be there once in a while because if you keep it short, it'll run off. But right front right chipping is not bad. Past the hole is just a really fast putt. You know, everything they say breaks towards 11 green there, the creek. And it's it's true that that's a really, really fast putt. Definitely. Well, we think about then you get to number two, downhill par five. We've all seen it on TV. But what is kind of your experience over there um, at that par five? 
to, you know, what is probably one of the easier holes out there. Uh, you know, the fairway bunker is, is not the greatest. You're not going to get home from the fairway bunker. You can either bomb and drive past the bunker and get it, you know, depending on how firm it is, get it way down the hill. Or some guys lay it up, which I don't really mind. You can lay it up short of the bunker because then you can hit wood in. And anything on that green, you just want to be right at the pin. Uh, hmm. Everything slopes left to right. You know, that crowd that sits down there on the right side of two green and guys just bomb it into the crowd all the time. I, that's, that's the worst place ever. So if you're going to watch the tournament, do not stand to the right of number two. <laughs> because, you know, that's the spot to be, honestly. That green all slopes to the right. Um, you know, the front bunkers, the front right bunker is good to the left pins because of the slope. But if you're going to hit three wood, you, you don't want to miss it left there. You missed it left there. It's no good anywhere. So, you know, you bomb it up that right side, you bomb it in the right bunker to the left pins and, you know, you got a pretty easy up and down. For sure. And you're talking about so many fans watching there kind of to the right of that green. Yeah. Right next to that is three T and you got that short par four. What is, what is that like? Well, I think it's changed a lot over the years. It used to be, uh, and it all depends on your player. If you can get it up, um, you know, sometimes you can get it to the green. If not, you can get it up on the front left there and you have a little pitch up the hill. Right. It depends on your player. Some guys like getting it up there and pitching it. Um, it's kind of a, a place it, it's a tough shot to get it close but with a decent pitch you can get it up on the green and it's always going to be four if you hit a good pitch you make three the other way to do it is play it back and hit a long wedge shot in where you can spin it the problem is you know it's a 130 40 yard shot yeah so there, there's two ways to play it it used to be very very few guys would hit driver now a lot of guys hit driver and it, and it obviously has to be up the left because the way the greens pitch from right to left and everything kind of feeds down to that left side. So the odd time, if it's downwind, the tees up, you can get it there, which is okay to hit it over and you hit it left. But if not, everybody just bombs it way down on the left and then you, you're going to have a, you know, a tricky pitch, but it's, it's, it's kind of six and one half dozen the other. Do you want to lay it back and hit a full wedge or do you want to get it right up by the green and, and do that? Yeah. So generally with Gary, you know, because he hits it a long way, we like to bomb it up there. Um, guys that are, you know, excel, that are really, really good wedge players and not that long, they tend to hit like a five-wood off the tee and then wedge it up. Yeah, you you would have seen many different styles with Sean O'Hare over the years, Camilo Villegas, and then also your guy uh, Mike Weir, in addition to Gary Woodland. Now, you get to four, though, uh, the downhill par three – and what is that like? It looks like you – oh, there you go. You lost video. But uh, that yeah, terminal par three, number four, you get there. What That thing is a beast. I don't know how you deal with that. Yeah, no, that's the same thing. I mean, it's that, that's a really tough fall. Um, it, it's always tricky with the wind. They have two tees there. They've got the back tee, which they can go all the way. You know, they've got the three-iron, four-iron tee. And then they've got the front tee, which, you know, they'll put it sometimes over the right side. Um you have to be left of the hole there. Same thing. I mean, you know, anything let whole green slopes right to left. So the first, the first key is being left of the pin. You miss it right of the pin. It's no good. Um, and then obviously it's managing the wind. Mm -hmm. So there's several, there's a couple different pins, you know, the front right bunker is not that bad. Um, except for the pin that's, you know, 12, 13, 14 on whatever it is that one on the left. 
because yeah. then it runs right away from you. Then you got to be, you want to be left, but the other, the bunker's okay. Um, you know, the back left pin, you can get it all the way up there. And if it rolls left to the green, that's fine. You're chipping up. So, you know, that's just a hard shot. That's one of those holes that you just, you got to hit a good shot and you got to hit it in the right place. You know, you can be on the right fringe to that pin and you might be 15 feet from the hole and you may not, you know, you might not be able to get it within six, eight, 10 feet Ugh. left of the pin. You can always play it for sure. Well, then you get to five, which they just lengthened in 2019. They like took, I think it's yeah. 20, 25 yards. So that thing is really a, a brood of a, of a hole with a, with a really tricky green as well. Very tricky. Yeah. So, it, you know, that used to be a three wood for most people. Um, just because you run it out on the right side. Now you don't Now Most guys hit driver. Uh, you hit it in the left bunker. It's not very good. You got a lip. I mean, you can get it there sometimes, but if it rolls near the front, you're hacking it out. Uh, you know, but it just depends how wet it is. It's, it's generally a, you know, six, seven, eight, five, you know, five, six, seven, eight iron it just depends on the wind and really tough second shot because you really don't have a front half of that green, to be honest with you. You know, the top middle of that green's about 14 to carry the ridge. You pitch it short of the ridge, it comes back. Um, and then there's it kind of runs around the right, the ridge, too. So it, it's just right there. It's, it's, that's a perfect example of, you know, if it's just on top of the ridge and you hit it over in the back bunker, it's fine. You're straight up the hill. Um, you know, if it's a back pin, you don't want to go long. You just keep it short in the middle. You can pitch it up there. So another example, depending on what club you have in, if you have a five iron in, you're just trying to, put it in the right place. If you hit a really good shot and you hit it 10, 15 feet, that's great. But you know, you're, you're not generally going at flags and trying to hit them really close on some of those shots. You're just trying to get it in the right position to be able to have a putter or to make par if you miss it. For sure. Well, you get to that downhill par three, number six, which is really an underrated hole. I mean, are you, are you thinking aggressive there as well? Like how, how do you manage that? Uh, six all depends. I mean, that front left pin is pretty accessible because you, you, you can use that slope on the right. Anything off the right comes back to it. Um, you know, the back left one's not too bad either because you can kind of go at it. You just keep it a little below the hole. Um, if you miss it left, it's all right. The two on the top right, it also depends on the wind. You know, if you can hit an eight iron in there, it's okay. You get it up top. You have a good, good shot at it. If it's into the wind, it becomes a much more difficult shot. You're not necessarily, you know, the front left pin there, I, I think is probably the easiest. The two up top are, you know, I wouldn't say super difficult, but you got to hit a good shot. If not, if you miss it a little bit left, it rolls all the way down to that front left pin, you know, and then you got that putt up the hill. So it's, it's a good hole. And like I say, another, another tricky wind hole. Um, it's, you know, it's a matter of getting the wind. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say getting it right because what the wind should be doing and what it does do are sometimes where they swirl in those trees are two different things, but you have to time the wind right. For sure. Yeah. And th then you get to seven, which I would imagine with the wind, you get kind of that corridor of trees and you're going kind of that narrow corridor. Does that help at all with the wind or, or, or no? Uh, yeah, seven's probably one of the more difficult, the hole that's probably gotten the hardest over time, only because they've lengthened it and they've had so many trees. It used to be you'd bomb it up there or you just, you know, hit it right down the bottom of the hill and you could wedge it up. Now the hole's gotten so long and it's gotten tight. 
Yeah. Um, you know, that fairway is one of the harder ones to hit, I would imagine, statistically. And that green's really not made for a, you know, a, a, a six, seven iron in because it's very, very narrow and it's got a fair bit of pitch to it. So Back that's got, that was a hole where you'd get it in the fairway and you could have a wedge and, you know, you could get a pretty good opportunity. Now it's become a much more difficult hole. Front bunkers are all fine. You just can't go long on that hole. Long is just no good for anything. It's bogey is what it is. So you front bunkers, you, you can stop play. stop that hill, right? Yeah, you know, that shot, I've noticed well, even with Gary, that shot just plays so long up the hill. Um, you know, it's only four or five yards uphill, but it just seems to play forever. Mm. And you're always guarding against going long. So that's why you see so many guys in that front, those front bunkers, because front bunkers are playable. But, you know, like if you get a, you know, if you hit a good drive down there and you can get a eight, nine iron in, you know, you can, you can have a good opportunity at birdie, but you hit it in the first cut or you hit it in the trees and you're just basically running it up to the front bunker trying to make par. Speaking of opportunity of birdie, I'd imagine you're thinking you got birdie on your mind as you go to eight, number eight, right? Absolutely. You know, same thing there. The long hitters are a huge, have a huge advantage there because sometimes you can carry that bunker on the right. Uh, not all the time, but if you know, if you get the tee up or you get a little downwind, you can carry that bunker. It's a huge advantage. If not, you just got it. You want to be left of the bunker. Um, you know, the bunker, if it, if it goes in the bunker and you're not near the lip, you can at least hit a, you know, a mid iron or whatever and get it up top of the hill. You've got that massive hill that you have to climb. And if you can't get it up that hill, the third shot's hard because it's just, it's uphill and you can't see the green. So, but if you get it out in the fairway, anything up the right, generally anything up the right side of the green, um, you, you know, you hit three wood up the right, you can curl it on the green, um, or you just keep it short to, you know, certain pins. There's different places, but yeah, you, that's a hole you want to make four on out there. Yeah. I'd imagine you get to number nine, which is, you know, there's some elevation changes. That green is ridiculous. Very difficult. How do you, how do you manage nine? Uh, nine nowadays is pretty much driver all the time. I, I believe over the years they've lengthened it a bit, but it actually runs down the hill. Um, so you can get that into fairly short iron. Uh, you can, you know, you can hit a wedges in there, some nine irons and have decent opportunities. Uh, it's not, it just, like I say, nowadays with that first cut of rough, a lot of times the hole kind of aims you out to the right off the tee shot. Yeah. So yeah. You, you can aim it at the TV tower, but it, it kind of pushes you out to the right and that fairway runs down to the right and then you get it in the first cut and then it's a little bit different ball game. You know, it's got the three tiers on it. So it's that's a really good hole to get her down there in the fairway and hit a good drive because you can hit a shorter iron end and and you know and have a you, you may have an opportunity, but you start hitting in the in the first cutter of the trees and you know, you've got the big slope in front of the green, you want to get it up there and it's it can be it can be a little more difficult. Yeah. Well you've got yeah. a big hitter in Gary Woodland. So it must be nice to be able to go wedges into some of these par fours. You get to the back nine, number 10 down the hill, one of the prettiest golf holes out there. What, what do you make of that? Yeah. 10, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's all it, generally it's a three wood for most people because most guys that fade the ball turn three woods over and you really need to draw it off that tee. I mean, that's a much more severe dog leg than you can see on TV for people that haven't seen it. Um, and as you, it, it, as you get it drawing, it helps you too, because it kicks it, it down that left side because it feeds it all the way down. 
you know, and then you can hit anywhere from seven or eight iron, maybe at the best to a five iron. And yeah, green kind of green kind of, and you, on the pins, when the pins are on the right, you want to be left. Um, and you know, and then on the left, anything off the left runs all the way down or, you know, you can still play it, but that's, that's kind of a hole where you're looking for four. You're looking to get it in the fairway and then looking to hit it in the proper spot. And that green's got a lot of, lot of pitch to it. And it's, you know, obviously it's super fast. So hit it in the right spot there. If you get a chance to make birdie, great. If not, you know, take a little pressure off and, and make your two putt. Well, speaking of the right spot, I'd imagine number 11, you really have to be dialed in and, and planning that one just because there's so much trouble out there. Yeah, there is 11, 11s, you got to get in the fairway. First of all, that's the key. And then, you know, the second shot, we always kind of play it out at the three trees, kind of at the right center of the green. Uh, you know, if it's a four or five iron, three iron, what we have, it's generally not three, but usually a long iron in, um, you just got to play it out kind of middle to right side of the green. And if the pins, you know, if the pins front left, if the pins, anything on the left side there, you just can't mess with the left side. Uh, you got to just take your lumps and, you know, those are both really, really fast putts going left there, but you just can't afford to, to hit it left because then you got to go to the drop zone and, you know, you're, you're making six. So that's a whole, you'll see a lot of guys, every, we practice a lot. Everyone practices a lot around that green hitting chips, hit a little bumps from the right side, obviously, because that's where you are a lot of the time, but that's just a tough hole. I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, you hit a good shot there and it might be 30, 40 feet from the hole, but that that's what you do. And, you know, you, you, there's some holes you can try to take advantage of, especially the par fives, but that's not one of them. Speaking of take advantage of, you get to 12, it's such a short hole and the, the, the wind swirls. I mean, is there a thought of trying to take advantage of a short hole there or how do you, how do you deal with it? Uh, 12 to me is all on the wind. I mean, it's not a hard hole if there's no wind. Um, but if, if it's blowing, it becomes a super hard hole because it, it, you just really don't know where the wind's coming from. And then you have to kind of play it safe all the time. So it, it can be, you know, a front left pin. You can hit a wedge, sometimes even a sand wedge. Um, you know, if you play it in the morning and the greens are a little softer, I mean, you know, these guys with wedges and sandwich, you can make birdies or should have a good chance to make birdies. If it's blowing, then it's a totally different ball game. I mean, obviously you can't come up short because there's the, 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 if you do drop it, it's just not an easy shot either. And if you catch the wrong gust and you fly it back in the pine straw. Oh. So, you know, anything just over the green, on the left there is, you know, you can hybrid it up or chip it or pot it. Um, back bunker is kind of 50-50, kind of depends. It's usually okay. But it, uh, that, that hole to me totally depends on the wind. No wind, it's, it's gettable. The wind, you got to play a little smarter. For sure. Well, speaking of uh, playing, playing smart, you mentioned taking advantage of the par five. So when you get to 13, what is the thought process there? Well, 13, first you got to get it in the fairway. Um, it's, it's a gettable hole, obviously, you know, it, it's, it's another bigger dog leg left. So you can either hit driver over the corner 
which kind of is a riskier play, but you can get it way up there. I mean, obviously, if it hits the trees and comes down, then you've got to drop it or you're playing it from the left over there and it makes it difficult. The play there is, to, in my opinion, if you don't go over, is you got to try to turn it around the corner. If you don't turn it around the corner, you're up in the trees on the right and you can run it down and hit a wedge in. If you do turn it nicely, it kind of banks off the fairway and rolls down a bit for you. Um, anywhere from, you know, you got to have a mid iron, four or five iron in there, sometimes hybrid. If you really roast it, maybe a six iron. Wow. And then, yeah. So, and then the, the second shot is, it plays a little bit long, but it, it, it just depends on where the pin is. You kind of play for the middle of the green there. Um, and, you know, take your lumps depending on where it is. If it's all the way back and you play it up the middle, you're generally not going to try to run it up the hill. You play to the bottom of the hill. Uh, the pin that's, you know, on the left, 17-4, whatever, you just kind of play it pin high and putt up. The one on the front, you got to get it past. And then on the one back, the, the ones on the right, you know, they can be accessible because you can hit it up the middle of the green and it can you can feed it off the slope. So that's why you see a lot of threes. You'll see threes there just depending on the uh, where the pin is. But, you know, if you hit, a good, hit it the fairway there, you'll have a, a decent iron shot and you can make four. Yeah. And then you get to 14. That green, I, I am just so perplexed by that green every time I see it. As a patron out there, what is it like the challenge like of that hole? Uh, yeah, that, you know, same thing. It's it's a it dog legs a little left, and there's a big tree on the left. So if you hit a good drive there, you can have a shorter iron in. Um, but there's a huge ridge across the green, kind of anywhere from ten to fifteen. That if you don't get it up, it comes all the way back. Um, so you know, there's the the pins there. You want to be right of the hole. Uh, on the back ones or get it long it's okay long or right left there you know and then there's a pin in the middle there where you just cannot be left because you know you you could almost hit your wedge shot of your nine iron to the you know left third of the green and you can feed it all the way down to the right side man it's got that massive speed of that ridge so uh you know be you general in general terms you want to be a little ripe of those holes or, or if you miss it be right just because that's the entire slope of the green, but uh, you know you hit a good drive there, and you can hit a you can hit a shorter iron, and you can try to take advantage of it. For sure. Well, is there that opportunity to hit a shorter iron at fifteen? If you can really get a hold of that driving, what are you thinking on that tee box at fifteen, the par five? Yeah, same. You know, fifteen. Uh, you you want to hit a. It's nice. That one's a good to have some length. Let me say that to have length on fifteen is <laughs> a big, big advantage because. It's a hard hole to hit a long iron into just with the way the green is. You know, if you can smoke, if you can hit a good driver, hit a mid iron in there, or, you know, a seven iron, um, six iron, it makes it a lot easier than hitting hybrid or a five wood in. So, yeah. And, you know, the same thing. You, you, it's, it's wind. Um, you obviously, the, generally, you're going to play it a little bit long, if anything, to knock wind in the water. So yeah. it's, that's where wind comes into play. If there's no wind, you know, the second shot's not crazy difficult. When it gets windy and gusty, you know, that's when it's super hard because, you know, you're trying to kind of play to the middle of the green. You get a gust that goes the wrong way. You pitch it over and then it goes down forever. So, and the green's just not very wide on the left side. So it's, it, that's just what makes Augusta gusty. You got to hit a good shot there. 
or, you know, you, you bail out and bailing out on that hole is really not that easy either. That's one of the tougher shots. And, and to be honest, oh, yeah. And to be honest, the, the layup is downhill. So that's what makes the wedge shot so hard. Ugh. So there's no bargain on the, on the layup, you know, generally it's into the grain, they mow it up and it goes downhill. So it's a tough wedge shot too. That's just a good hole. For sure. Well, 16, I know they got that Sunday pin location where the ball feeds to the hole. It seems like on so many of those Sunday shots, but, but what is the challenge? Like it still can be a a difficult iron shot if you're not, if you're not dialed in, right? Yeah, it can be. I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a great hole too, actually. I mean, the front pin, the one that's kind of on, I would say is probably the easier one because you can use the slope past it and to the right and bring it back and, and, you know, bring it back to the hole or you hit a little past. Um, the one that's up over on the right side, there's not a lot of room up there, but they generally move the tee up just a bit, make it a little bit shorter. So you can kind of go at it. If you miss it, it rolls down to the front of the green. And then, you know, that's a putt you practice a bunch because you're there. Um, you know, the one that's in the top middle is a very tough one because you cannot be in that back bunker. Right. It's running away from you up there. So same thing. If you, you pitch it, you try to pitch it up and, hopefully get it up on top of the ridge and if not it rolls back down and then you're putting straight up the hill uh very tough one there if a guy hits it close there it's either you know a really really aggressive shot or you know it, it just it you're you're playing it kind of on top of the ridge and if you get it up there close that that's an advantage or a bonus and then the sunday pin uh, you know it's you can use the slope i mean it's there for a reason and they like it that pin because you get a lot of excitement so you got to hit a good shot. I mean, you don't want to miss it up there on the right side and you miss it left. You get hit in the water, the bunker, but you hit a decent shot. there, turning a little right to left and it'll feed right down to the hole. For sure. As we saw with Tiger Woods, 21 in 2019, that was to me was the most exciting shot of his whole round. Just getting so close uh, with Joey LaCava there. Hey, 17 though, par four, no bargain. Listen, you're, you're trying to finish, trying to win the master. That's there. There's a lot to that hole. Yeah, that hole's gotten a lot longer, too. Like, if, if you look back, I remember my first few years there, especially my, when I caddied for Mike there, he wasn't long, that long. But I remember Tiger, Duval, and those guys, they just tip flip sandwiches in there, you know, bomb it up over the hill. <laughs> um, now they've got the tee so far back that you're hitting it into the hill. So the ball doesn't roll. I mean, you used to be able to carry it up top, and then it would be gone. Now, you know, kind of 17, 18, those, they've got it back where you're hitting it dead into the hill, so the ball's not going anywhere obviously for a reason. And then, uh, you know, same thing. You have your, the back left pins pretty accessible. If you miss it over the green, it's fine. You know, you can be aggressive with that one. Um, the top right one and the right ones, you know, those are, those are good pins. Um, but it just depends. You get it in the fairway there and you get an eight iron or a nine iron, you know, you can try to, you, you, you can, you can have an opportunity to a good shot. And, and, you know, but at the same time, if you're not in the fairway or it gets windy, um, those shots become a lot more, like I say, windy. When it's windy there, it becomes super difficult because it can make you look foolish pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, when you get to 18 and there's a narrow shoot, you're trying to finish yeah. your round at Augusta National. How is that, that golf hole managed for you? Uh, nowadays, it's driver pretty much every time. Uh, it's just so long, you know, used to be with the tee up, you know, guys would carry the bunker or if you cut it around the corner, you could do it or you just lay it, you know, three wood short. 
but nowadays it's pretty much driver every time. Um, and if you can, a lot of times you can get to the left bunker, the right bunker is harder to get to, but if, if it does get down when you can just cut it, um, you, you just, if you lay it back it's so far, you know, just hitting long irons and mid irons nowadays, guys don't do it. They just, they want to, you know, and guys are so much better driving it. So uh, you just cut driver off the bunker or, you know, you, you may not be able to get driver to the bunker. I think it's like 300 or 310. And then, uh, you know, second shot, it's, it's just like the rest of Augusta. You have to be that right pin. You can't be in the right bunker or you're dead. Um, you know, left there is generally okay and playable. So yeah. when you get this, you know, the O'Meara Sunday pin on the left there, you can keep, keep it right and you can use the ridge and you can you can hit a good shot. Uh, and the back pins, you know, you try, if you depending on what club you have in, you try to get it up top there if you can. If it happens to roll back down, you're putting up the hill. It's a long putt, but you know, being over the green, there's not very good. Mm. So, you know, the whole thing about Augusta is the slopes and having a lot of long putts because you can be, you can be a yard over greens and be dead downhill and you really can't get it close. Or you can, you know, hit a decent shot where it catches a slope and the greens are so fast when they hit those slopes, they, you know, they're not just rolling to the bottom of the slope. They're rolling another 30 feet. Yeah. So you're getting a ton, a ton of lag putts. But if you hit them in the right spot, you're generally putting them all uphill. So that's yeah. the good part of it. So lag putting is very important. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot to do with wind, I think. Obviously playing good golf and then, and then making right decisions based on the wind and getting lucky at the same time. Right. Well, you mentioned lag putting. And, and uh, as we kind of close, close here, um, putting in general, since the time you started with Mike Weir, and now being with Gary Woodland, what about putting and reading putts at Augusta have you really kind of picked up on? Um, you know, I think I, I've kind of charted over the years where putts break. Um, so I have a pretty good idea where the straight putts are for most of the pins. I will say I'm not so sure at Augusta they don't, you know, I don't, I wouldn't be one bit surprised if they don't move a little dirt here and there just to make sure the straight putts aren't the straight putts again next year. Hmm. So unlike most golf, any other golf course in the world, really, I, you can't really trust stuff from the past. I mean, you have a pretty good idea, but you know, I, I know how things are done around there and, you know, I, I'm sure they sit around once in a while and say, you know, guys have made this putt too many times. Let's, <laughs> put a piece of dirt here, put a little sod there and make sure that this putt breaks a little more or less. So, but generally over the time, I mean, you watch it as a kid. And then when you start caddying um, and, and with so many practice rounds, you know where the pins are generally or the whole location. So practice rounds, you mark them. So I've got in my, in my book, I've got where the straight putts are for the pins uh, pretty much on every hole location, just on a clock, whether it's seven o'clock, from like six, eight, 10 feet, whatever it is. So I have a pretty good idea. Anything else? Pretty... Yeah. Well, well, anything else real significant about your book for Augusta that would kind of be interesting to golf fans? Well, I will say Augusta, it's probably the worst yardage book we have all year as far as detail. You know, it, the, the book really has, yeah, the, the books we have now out on tour are done by Mark Long and they're, they're really good and they're detailed and we have, um, you know, pictures off the tee. So you can kind of see the tee and gives you a better idea. Whereas the Augusta books, um, like something a sixth grader would do. 
It's just, you know, there's no detail really on the greens. You got to do it yourself, which is fine. I mean, you know, I, not that that's a problem, but that the book itself is, is not very detailed. So you end up putting stuff in over the years, you know, or, or the first few years, and then you kind of check it out each time you go. But it's, uh, yeah, for, a, for the course, you would think, I mean, they just don't, it's like they don't want you to know that much and you have to go do it yourself, so, which is fine. Yeah, that's an extra challenge. I understand that. Well, hey, yeah. in, in, in closing, uh, are you going to get your sons any uh, any master's memorabilia? Are you that kind of guy that you surprise your sons with something or or save that? Uh, you know, I did in the past. Uh, not really, to be honest with you. Um, I, either, I, I, you know, I get the odd stuff, but, uh, you know, I used to I used to get stuff all the time in, at different majors and then it just never gets worn or never gets used or, you know, I get flags for all the tournaments and think, okay, I'll give them to charities. And before you know it, you know, I, I don't like asking guys to sign autographs and then I've got 60 flags in a bin that aren't going to do anything. So it's, I'm not much for memorabilia to be honest with you. No, I, I you gotta do what you gotta do. And you know what works yeah. for you. So, yeah. uh, Butchie, great yeah. hanging out for a bit. Thanks for, for, uh, getting yeah, fired up for Augusta, man. This would be so much fun. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I always look for this is a great time of year, really. You know, you get going, especially with the players in the in in Augusta and and these majors all in a row. So this is the time you want to start playing well right about now. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate it, but yeah. you will catch up again. Yeah, you got it, buddy. All right, anytime. Take care, man. All right, Brennan Little. I love what he brings to the table. This guy, he just knows the place, man. And he's just really into into understanding the course, the nuances, just so many little things that he was able to describe there. I love, I, lo I learned so much from, from that 30 minutes, 35 minutes. So hope you guys did as well. Great Masters week we've got here, and I hope you enjoy it. And let's get, catch up soon here on Beyond the Clubhouse.